Hello everyone, welcome to episode 117 of the Elite Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bernt. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you are clearly triggered, you feel awful, you can feel the urgency inside of you to act, and you know exactly what you want to do to punish your partner in that moment? Do you want to make a nasty comment, go through their phone, storm out and make a scene, shut down and give them the silent treatment, accuse them of cheating or being in love with someone else? Maybe, just maybe, there's a whisper somewhere that tells you not to do it, that it doesn't make sense that it's not fair, that it's not the mature thing to do, that maybe you're overreacting. But then that whisper is drowned out by your heart beating in your ears and your brain screaming at you, punish, act, run. If you can relate to this, know that you're perfectly normal. This is such a common scenario that happens in all grumpy girlfriends' relationships. And honestly, it happens to some elite girlfriends too, but with a very important difference. In today's episode, I want to offer you three questions to really ask yourself before reacting to your triggers in the heat of the moment. These questions are not meant to be used in an argumentative way where you start fighting your own brain and start a screaming match between your primitive brain and your prefrontal cortex. Let's be honest, we've all been in that situation before and we all know that the primitive survival brain always screams the loudest. These questions are meant to be used with love curiosity, and compassion. You should approach yourself with these questions the way you'd approach a scared child. Question one. If I don't react right now, and my fear turns out to be valid, what am I going to say to myself that makes this such an unbearable scenario. This goes back to what we have talked about so many times before. Surprise pain versus preparation pain. When we are in a hurry to react and protect ourselves or attack our partners in some nasty way, it feels like life or death. It has to happen as soon as possible. But why? The true reason why is because of how you're going to treat yourself if you hold off on reacting and it turns out that your suspicion or your fear was correct. For example, my partner is out with friends and my brain is telling me that he's cheating on me with some other girl. This trigger is urging me to send texts telling my partner to come home and that we never spend time together and ask if he's sick of me and wants to break up. 
Why? Because I want to beat him to it. And I don't want to be caught off guard by him leaving me for this other woman that he's with tonight. And if I don't act on this urge, if I let this slip and let him cheat on me without punishing him for it, then what? Well, I will feel like a fool. Like I did something wrong. Like I was stupid for being okay with my partner cheating. And that shame and judgment is not something that I want to experience. So, better safe than sorry. But when I pause and ask myself this question, if I don't react and it turns out that my fear was true, what am I going to say to myself that hurts so bad that I refuse to experience it? That I'm stupid, pathetic, naive, worthless, unlovable, ugly, disgusting, a loser. Whatever I say to myself in that situation is optional. And by asking yourself this question, I want you to pause long enough to understand that the scariest thing about not reacting to your trigger is how you will end up treating yourself if you don't, and then the bad thing happens. It's not what your partner will or will not do. It's not if your partner cheats or not. It's not if your partner is in love with someone else or whatever you're afraid of. That is not the part that hurts the most. It hurts, don't get me wrong. And it's supposed to hurt. But the reason you're not willing to pause and hold off on reacting is because of how you will treat yourself in that painful scenario. If you can promise yourself to have your own back and be your biggest supporter no matter what happens, you will be a thousand times more willing to just wait, to not react immediately and put it off long enough to get your sober thinking back. Question two, can I write down what I want to say and do and then plan on doing it tomorrow at 3 p.m. and hold off on doing it right now? Why or why not? If the answer to this question is yes, good. Start there. Do that. Not because we're actually going to follow through with it tomorrow at 3 p.m., most likely, but because it gives you enough time to just sit with the trigger and the discomfort here and now to process it and get your smart brain back online. I use this trick with myself all the time. I identify what I want to do in the heat of the moment and then I say, if I still want to do this tomorrow, I promise I will do it tomorrow. And 
10 times out of 10, when tomorrow comes around, I don't want to do anything like that at all. I probably don't even remember it because I have calmed down and I can think rationally again. And if I ever encounter a situation where I actually want to do those things the day after, then I will sit down and work through that and then potentially take action on those things as long as they serve the person that I want to be. If the answer to the question is no, I cannot write these things down and plan on doing them tomorrow, well, that's really good information to have and we want to explore that further. Why? Why can you not wait? Why do you have to do these things now? Surely, if they are so valid and important now, they will be equally valid and important tomorrow at 3 p.m., right? Anything worth doing is worth scheduling for tomorrow. Urgency is your biggest tell that it's not about the thing itself, but about escaping an emotion that you are experiencing. If you are not willing to schedule it and put it off, then we can say for sure that you are just reacting to a trigger and think that acting on it will give you relief from what you are feeling. A great example of this is actually emotional eating. If you feel a strong urge to eat chocolate right now, it's not that you can't eat chocolate. You can eat whatever you want whenever you want. But then you have to plan to eat it 24 hours in advance. So 24 hours from now, you can have your chocolate. If that is not good enough for you, and you need to eat it now, then we know that it's more about the urge than it is about enjoying chocolate. And then we always want to process the urge instead of reacting to it and giving in to it. Reacting to your urges just makes them stronger and more frequent. Not acting on your urges and allowing them to flow through your body actually makes them less intense and less frequent over time. So question number two is designed to identify how much urgency you are feeling and kind of expose your primitive brain's lacking logic in the heat of the moment. Always remind yourself that if this serves me at my most elite level, then it will be just as valuable and empowering tomorrow at 3 p.m. as it is right now. And usually, it's not. (laughs) Question number three. What exactly will be better after I have done the thing that my trigger is telling me to do? There are two answers to this question that are forbidden. You are never allowed to answer this question with I don't know or nothing. 
Why? Because both are total bullshit and they don't help us whatsoever. I don't know is a lazy lie your brain tells you to get out of having to do any work. Nothing is your prefrontal cortex trying to act more evolved than you actually are. We want to actually understand what your brain thinks is going to be better after snapping at your partner, texting them something rude, or going through their phone. So really try hard to come up with an answer. Usually, it all boils down to a feeling that you think you're going to get to experience if you follow through and do the thing. Is it relief? Is it certainty? Is it safety? Control? Justice? How do you imagine you will feel after you follow through? Because this right here is your main motivation to actually do it. Your brain desperately wants to achieve this feeling by doing the thing. Once you have identified what exactly your brain is trying to get out of acting like a grumpy, immature, disempowered girlfriend, I want you to ask yourself, how can I give myself this feeling right now without doing the thing? So back to the example of my partner being out with friends and my brain telling me that they are cheating. By texting my partner and making them feel bad for being out and trying to guilt trip them into coming home early, then I will get reassurance from my partner that they love me. I will get to feel important and my sadness and loneliness will go away. Okay, doesn't that change the situation a little? Here I am feeling unimportant, unloved, sad, and lonely, of course my brain is telling me that it's because my partner doesn't value me, is cheating, doesn't love me, and prefers to be around his friends. But the truth is that my partner is out having fun with friends, period. None of that has anything to do with me. Yet here I am, making myself feel unloved, unimportant, sad, and lonely. And I want to get my partner to solve these feelings for me. What if I, instead, looked at it as my job to solve my sad feelings for me? What do I need from me in a moment where I feel unimportant and lonely, how can I love myself and care for myself in this situation? It really isn't my partner's job to end his night out with friends, to come home and compensate for what my brain is making me feel. That is not his job. And it is not fair that I try to control and manipulate my partner into soothing my discomfort by making him feel guilty. This is just not healthy in any way whatsoever. 
So instead of fueling the anger towards your partner and planning on how to punish them and get back at them and make them suffer, why don't you focus on taking care of yourself? No, this does not solve the problem your brain thinks is happening. (laughs) It doesn't make your partner cheat on you any less. It doesn't guarantee that everything will turn out fine. But that is not what we're aiming for here. Remember? Question one was all about pausing and not acting right away by having your own back and refusing to beat yourself up if something bad happens. Question two was also about pausing and not acting right away by scheduling your grumpy behavior for tomorrow. So now that we have all this time to waste until tomorrow, when we will act on this trigger, we might as well fill this time with something actually useful. And that is providing yourself with the love and comfort you're so desperately seeking by taking all of this out on your partner. Talk to yourself. Support yourself. Take care of yourself the way you would take care of a friend in this exact same situation. All we need to do is survive until tomorrow. Sleep on it. Eat some food, hug your partner, or take some time apart. Whatever you need to just slow down the urgency that is being created by this fight-or-flight trigger response. The number one rule I want you to always remember is this. Urgency is a sign that you are trying to escape a feeling. So if you are ever in a rush, look inside and see what it is you're trying to run away from. Anything worth doing is worth doing later. And I don't mean that in a procrastination kind of way. This is simply a tool to stop acting irrationally and immaturely in the heat of the moment simply based on your primitive programming. The next time you are triggered, ask yourself these three questions. If I don't react now and my fear turns out to be valid, what am I going to say to myself that makes this such an unbearable scenario? Can I write down what I want to say and do? and plan on doing it tomorrow at 3 p.m. Why or why not? What exactly will be better after I have done the thing that my trigger is telling me to do? How can I give that to myself now without doing the thing? This has been episode 117 of the Elite Girlfriend podcast. Applications are currently open for the Elite Girlfriend Coaching Program, and you can fill yours out on my website, katrinbarnt.com. The EGC is a six-month VIP coaching experience where you will transform into the most elite version of yourself and finally 
enjoy your good relationship. 2023 is your year. This is the year that you say yes to yourself, yes to the elite version of yourself, and yes to putting in the work. Go to getrinbound.com today to read more and submit your application. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.